Hey Disney fan, have you ever wanted to know how we make the magic? Or maybe what's happening at Disney every single week? Well, have we got the podcast for you. This is D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. And we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello. Hey. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. I, you know what? It, it, only for you guys would I call in from my vacation to be a part of this. <laughs> Tell us exactly where you are, Jeffrey. I am backstage at Magic Kingdom, only for you guys. <gasps> I drop out of my vacation with my niece and sister and brother-in-law because I love you and the pod so much. I'm Aww. here. I'm here for you beautiful people. Thank you, um, Jeffrey. That's you gotta- so nice. I miss you guys so much. The first night I was in my room, I turned on my company clips. And what was there? The Inside Disney promo. That's awesome. Ah, too cool. <laughs> What's Magic Kingdom like today? What are you up to? It is just so beautiful. It is decked out for the holidays. It looks terrific. And, and I'm here with my niece, of course, as you know, Dylan. She's obsessed with the pod and <laughs> with both of you. We did Splash, Pirates, Peter Pan, Carousel. It's been amazing. And yesterday, guys, I headed over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And we we really, really gave it our all. I will say that. We <laughs> did Mickey and Minnie's Runaway <laughs> Railway, which I got to tell you. Yay! It was super fun with them, but it, it made me miss you guys even more. Aww. We did Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. And on top of it all, I'm standing in front of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And who do I run into? Our pal, Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman, Josh Damaro. Oh, awesome. No way. And it was hilarious because my niece was right there. And she watched our video podcast from Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. She said she told me she watched it eight times, which I was like. Good job, Dylan. (laughs) She and my mom can compete for the top top spot. (laughs) So she, so I said, Did you, do you remember Josh from the video? And she's like, oh, yeah. So d- that was very funny. It was a fun oh. moment for her. She got to meet a celebrity. So oh. it's, it's just been great. Oh, and Sherry, I said hello to the gingerbread yes. man with yellow <laughs> icing for you. <laughs> Thank you for sending me that picture. That really made me giggle out loud as soon as I saw it. I was like, that's my friend. <laughs> oh. Yep. I thought of you immediately. It's great. Huge kudos. And I'll have more next week because I'll have done more. And I'm, I'm coming back. It's, there's a whole lot of magic happening here. The cast are amazing. I got to tell you, everyone could not be more pleasant and lovely. Everyone, they are cleaning. There's hand sanitizing. It's everything. It is. It just looks terrific. Hats off to them. My mouse ears are off to them. <laughs> and, of course, on the flight here, I caught up on Mandalorian, and I watched the hilarious Lego Star Wars holiday special. Oh, nice. I mean, how do we follow that up? <laughs> I don't know, man, but I watched the American Music Awards on ABC. I watched the East Coast feed, and then I watched yeah. the West Coast feed back-to-back. It was such a good show, and I've just yeah. been recapping that all week on Radio Disney. And by the way, something I did not realize was on Disney+, Plus: Lava, one of my favorite shorts. Yeah. Lava, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's so good, and I watched that, too, this week. Did you see our pal Derek Huff? I didn't see him. No, he was oh, too busy. But I, yeah. I mean, I saw him present, but I didn't okay. see him in the press room. So okay. but he was great, okay. of course. Mm. Wow. Sherry, what's new? Well, I watched the first episode of Inside Pixar on Ooh. Disney+. Oh, Plus, good. And yeah. it is phenomenal. The first episode is all about Kemp Powers, the co-director and co-writer of Soul. Mm. And you really get to learn more about the 
inclusion of the black barber shop and mm. all this like behind the scenes detail that I hadn't gotten before. It's so good. I cannot wait to watch the rest of the series. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Other Disney news. Incredible legendary Imagineer Joe Rohde has just announced that he will be retiring in 2021. I saw that. Yeah. It is sad, but also great. 40 years. I mean, like the guy, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It what really a career. Is. He has worked on some of the most incredible lands and attractions. I mean, of, of course, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Pandora, mm-hmm. all of that. It's Joe, amazing. Such a leader in Imagineering. Speaking of leaders in Imagineering, coming up on the show, back for a second time, this time solo, Buzz Prize Award winner, Walt Disney Imagineering President Bob Weiss. Woohoo! Stay tuned if you want to hear some really good stuff coming up from WDI and our Disney parks. Just stay tuned. And I loved getting some insider information about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure coming to Epcot in 2021. Yes, uh, yes, yes, Bob, yes. I feel like Bob has so many secrets and we got a couple out of him, but I want more. <laughs> Sherry, it's your magical powers of persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> oh. First up, a little bit of news. We talked a while ago about Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, the VR experience from ILMX Labs award-winning studio that is now available on Oculus VR. So uh, check it out. Well, you both know I love the holidays for so many reasons, but one of them is it's the season of giving and at a time when the pandemic has really complicated access to nutritious food for a lot of families, the Walt Disney Company made a contribution to Feeding America. If you don't know what Feeding America is, it's a network of food banks and food pantries and meal programs that provide food assistance to more than 40 million people annually. And last year, Feeding America secured more than 1.8 billion pounds of fruits and veggies, and they plan to provide even more this year. And Disney's funds are going to be distributed to 30 Feeding America food banks throughout the U.S., from Connecticut to California. Disney's actually supported Feeding America's efforts to end hunger in the U.S. since 2012. So that's very amazing. They're doing such great work. And make sure you check out feedingamerica.org to learn more. Mm. Awesome. Great work. Well. Yeah, we have a new Doc McStuffin special coming to Disney Junior. You guys don't have kids, but I'm very excited about this. December 4th (laughs) at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Disney Junior. So this one's going to feature, of course, animated Doc interacting with real kids and families. They're going to be talking all about healthy habits. And this all coincides with National Hand Washing Awareness Week. And it's going to feature real medical professionals. So they'll give tips to preschoolers about ways to prevent spreading germs and something else I love about this along with this special there's a new addition to the retail line a Doc McStuffins wash your hands singing doll from Just Play so it has an interactive stethoscope a face mask like a doctor's bag thermometer all of the fun things that Doc has and it's going to sing the wash your hands song from the series there and funds from the doll's launch are also going to be donated to Feeding America which you were just talking about Sherry so cool Such cool stuff there from Disney Junior. Wow. Well, I got to say, this is a huge week for me because you can start like officially celebrating the holidays and people won't look at you weirdly. I mean, (laughs) Sherry. 
We're always going to look at you weirdly. <laughs> yeah, that's for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. The wonderful world of Disney magical holiday celebration is airing on ABC on Thanksgiving night. Yay! Derek Huff, our friend, <laughs> and Julianne Huff are hosting alongside Trevor Jackson. And it's going to be great. There are going to be some really stellar performances like Sierra, Pentatonix, Adina Menzel, Kristen Bell, Boys to Men, the list goes on and on. I cannot wait. And also, we'll get a sneak peek of Soul. Yay! Welcome back to Soul. <laughs> it does, it does. Well, Disney Plus has debuted new trailers for a couple things I'm very excited about. You guys know High School Musical, The Musical, The Holiday Special, which if you haven't seen the trailer, it's up on Disney's official YouTube page. You know the special is going to premiere Friday, December 11th on Disney Plus, and the trailer has that preview of A Perfect Gift, which is the new original song from Joshua Bassett. There's also a sneak peek mm. at Something in the Air, which is the first major musical number from season two, guys, but the holiday soundtrack is available now, too, and the other trailer that's out, Godmothered, which is going to be streaming Friday, December 4th, so if you want to check out the trailer for that one, it's on the official Walt Disney Studios YouTube page, and I cannot wait. December on Disney Plus is going to be amazing, guys. <laughs> yeah, is. totally. And, <laughs> and December on the podcast, too, because we are going to have a couple of the cast members from Yay! High School Musical, the musical, the series, the holiday special. So looking forward <laughs> to that. But coming sooner than that, do you know what we have? Tell us, tell us, what is it? Five fantastic things to watch this weekend, this holiday Thanksgiving weekend, courtesy of our (laughs) friends at D23, the official Disney fan. Visit D23.com. Candace, what do we have up first? <laughs> well, starting with Santa Claus is coming to town, guys. This is the classic TV special with like the wood figure animation. Friday, November 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. So I'm going to be watching that one. What else, Sherry? Well, that same day, Friday, November 27th on Disney Plus, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day is coming to the service <laughs> Yay. if you think you're having a bad day just wait till you meet alexander this movie oh, yeah. is hilarious steve carell's in it jennifer garner's in it it is just a wonderful tale of misadventures <laughs> I love that movie. same well also on disney plus friday november 27th we're finally gonna get the premiere of black beauty we've been talking about this i think since july but we're finally yes. getting it this weekend very exciting. And also on Friday, a lot happening on Friday. It is the network premiere of Ferdinand. You know, the, the classic story of a young bull named Ferdinand who escapes from a training camp in rural Spain after his father never returns from a showdown with a matador. Tale as old as time. <laughs> and that'll be on FX at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Cool. Exciting. And then on Saturday, November 28th on Freeform at 11.55 p.m. Eastern, It'll be the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Just what I'm saying. It's time for the holidays. The networks know it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> Put all the movies out there. Uh-huh. This is such a great story. I love the ballet. I love the film. The costumes are really impeccable and something to see. So check it out. 
Let's get to our guest, no stranger to the podcast, Walt Disney Imagineering president Bob Weiss has had one of the most incredible careers of anyone at the Walt Disney Company, having worked on projects as diverse and creative as Tokyo Disneyland, Disney's Hollywood Studios, of course, then known as Disney MGM Studios, the stunning reimagining of Disney California Adventure, and Shanghai Disney Resort. He was also just awarded the Buzz Price Lifetime of Outstanding Achievements Award from the Themed Entertainment Association. Please welcome back to Inside Disney, Bob Weiss. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you, Candice. And hello, D23. Hello. Well, congrats on the award. What is it like to get a Lifetime of Outstanding Achievements Award when you're only 43? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you imply, I'm certainly not ready to... uh, cash it in. So I'm a little <laughs> intimidated by lifetime achievement, but I have been around a while. I've been around the block in this business some, and I've certainly just had such a great time with everything I've done. So it, it's just fun to look back and, and think about all those projects and the incredible people that I've worked with. So in that sense, it's great. But I also feel, uh, you know, like Walt said, you can't rest on anything. You always have to keep moving forward. So I certainly intend to do that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of Walt, for those who don't know, who are listening, the award is named for Disney legend Harrison Buzz Price, one of Walt's most trusted advisors who helped him select the land for both Disneyland and Disney World, among many other achievements. Uh, Bob, did you ever work with him? Yeah, I have the great pleasure of being able to say that I did meet several times with Buzz. What a fireball. What an incredible, intelligent, personable guy filled with energy. And, you know, there's a stereotype maybe that creative people are full of energy and financial people are more conservative. Buzz broke the mold. He was incredibly excited about ideas, about possibilities. I got to meet him actually through Marty Sklar. We had a couple sessions at WDI and he just always came in with, well, let's talk about it. Let's brainstorm. Let's, uh, he loved the word charrette. He loved to talk about people sitting around the table, coming up with great ideas. He is, of course, the first person who ever received uh, the award. So that's part of the reason why it is named for him. So it's just great that I, that I did actually meet him several times. And I have such a positive memory of the small amount of time I did spend with him. Oh, well, a few Aww. months ago, you told us you were watching a lot of Disney Plus with your daughter. I think you mentioned Be Our Chef, Frozen 2, and probably Descendants. So is there anything new on your binge watching Disney Plus list right now? <laughs> well, you know, a girl about six years old tends to go through things pretty quick. So <laughs> <laughs> as I told you, we watched Descendants over and over again. We're, we finally can relax on that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain that I know every line and every lyric of Frozen 2. We're taking a little break on that too. And of course, we're, you know, she's getting a little more mature. So she was able to see Mulan, which is a little more intense for her age. We love that too. So we're keeping on going. (laughs) It's amazing to think that we had that binging conversation back in April. Wow. Welcome to, uh, yeah. Mm. I think that the uh, time that we've all spent out here has really, you know, it's been great to be at home with family and friends and having, you know, the opportunity to do that. But I think we're all having a 
just such an apprehensive time out there. And so when I think about any kind of award, which, you know, WDI is, you know, certainly gracious and we love to be recognized. We also love to recognize our colleagues at the mm-hmm. same time. But I think we're all just, you know, in this this moment here where we're just focused on we want to get all of our projects open. I'm talking collectively, all of us in the sure. industry want our projects open. We want them to be safe. We want them to be innovative and safety. We want to help each other. We want to, uh, you know, recognize the fact that our guests really miss us. You know, I think that's clear. They want to go yeah. back. We, we all want to get back to work. And we want to keep bringing, you know, new people in, diverse voices in. All that work we, we're doing, we, we love to see everything just, you know, happening faster again. So that colors just everything I think about these days. I'm sure. And for those who are listening back in episode 34 of the podcast, we spoke with Bob as well as Imagineering story creator, producer, and director Leslie Iwerks. So we're going to skip all the how you got to Disney portion because we have many, many more questions to ask you and anyone who wants to hear more. And Bob and Leslie had a lot of very cool things to tell us. Just listen to episode 34. That's great. I I don't think I can remember back that far anyway, so that's good. (laughs) Did you have a question in there, Jeffrey? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, your first big project with Imagineering was building Tokyo Disneyland, and we just had Ted Robledo on the show talking about the park's massive expansion. What to you is the coolest feat of Imagineering that is part of these new offerings in Tokyo? Well, you know, from my point of view, we've had such a long and exciting and quality relationship with Tokyo Disneyland Resort and with the Oriental Land Company, who's been with us from the beginning. And from the beginning, they saw quality as the number one business plan for the Tokyo Disney Resort. And so whenever we have a chance to do something, in this case, the whole new Beauty and the Beast area, expansions of of Tomorrowland, such a great expansion of the existing park, Quality is everything. And so we have great dialogue with them. We have great cross-pollinization of ideas. And we know the guest very well there too. You know, the guest is so, so dedicated. The repeat audience is so huge in, in Japan. That's a very high percentage of repeat audience. So it just gives us a chance to try new things. And we almost always do something brand new for there, which is great. Or if we do something we've done before, it's highly adapted and highly innovative. If you think about the Beauty and the Beast ride, the fact that Ted and, and Daniel Zhu and, and that team have been able to literally create a ride that can dance, that can dance through the movie, through the music, the way you remember <laughs> both versions of that movie, it's really incredible and it's never been done before. Wow. Oh, I would love to get to Tokyo Disneyland soon. Mm-hmm. Well, right? over on our coast, Buena Vista Street just reopened at Disney California Adventure, and you worked on the reimagining of that park. Can you talk about the importance of keeping Walt in the parks? You know, it's so exciting for me, for all of us who work on these projects, to see them opening again. That's just, it's actually an emotional moment. We all get on Zoom together. We usually have somebody there on the ground who has their iPhone focused on the gates as they first open. Mm. It's almost been more emotional to see the parks reopen than it was when we first saw them open. That's how meaningful it is. But, you know, we got the opportunity to do a very extensive reimagining of 
Disney California Adventure and what fun that was to take the best of a park that really had five or six of the most popular rides in the resort, but also to be able to bring new things, bring a whole new nighttime scene, bring a whole new shopping and story perspective to it, bring World of Color, bring cars in. But I really do love Buena Vista Street because we thought, well, if, if Main Street is Walt's memory of his youth and growing up, then what Buena Vista Street could be is his memory of when he first came uh, to the West Coast and started what we know as the Disney Company today. And so we were able to do Los Angeles and Hollywood from that era when, when Walt first was starting this studio, starting that sense of optimism. And it just really starts the park off with a tremendous amount of warmth and excitement. And having the bronze of Walt as the mm-hmm. younger Walt uh, there at the end of the street where people can really you know, stand right with him, put their arm around him, pose with him. It just really is something a lot of people love. Hearing you talk about it, I'm missing it really bad now, the way you're describing it. (laughs) We should also mention that at the Thea Awards, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway received big prizes. And we were lucky enough to do video episodes from the openings of both of those attractions. So if you guys haven't seen it, of course, it's online at d23.com. But we throw around the word immersive a lot, basically because that just feels right. (laughs) But with attractions like Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Web Slinger, a Spider-Man adventure and Tron light cycle run coming in hopefully the near future. What new ways will guests be enveloped in these stories or immersed in them? Well, I certainly congratulate our teams for those two major awards. And I, you know, when I think about the Star Wars team, I think about a team that worked so hard for multiple years on two coasts at the same time. We did both of them at Walt Disney World and Disneyland almost exactly simultaneous. That was a huge amount of of work and dedication necessary to make that happen. And then when I think of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, I think of a team who was really entrepreneurial. They had this idea. They didn't know where it might fit into in a park. They worked on it for a number of years, refined the illusions that would be necessary. And finally, you know, got it positioned for the Disney Hollywood Studios and got to do it. And of course, you know, now we're going to go on and and do it here at Disneyland. Those teams are really dedicated. They work so hard to make these projects a reality. And each one in its own way is innovative. We try to have something there that people have never seen before, they've never experienced before. I remember the Web Slingers ride, the first time we got to do it as a mock-up and realize you're really gonna feel like Spider-Man. You really are gonna feel like you can sling this web out and manipulate uh, the real world with it. That's something that's never been done before. We, we love the idea of being able to do something in, in our research and development lab, figure out how to do it, and then actually have a practical application in a new attraction that people can experience. Wow. I would love to get a peek at the research and development lab. <laughs> it sounds like a... <laughs> can you tell us anything a, a little bit more about Tron yeah. and being immersed in the grid like that too? Yeah, I think that you know when I think about Tron, for an example, we had this idea that if you were going to experience Tron, there could be nothing more exciting than riding on those light cycles in that incredible world. And if you think about it, it's very difficult to do because we've never done a roller coaster where you don't really have a vehicle around you. You're actually sitting on more like a motorcycle. 
and you have airspace all around you. And the challenge, of course, is people come in a lot of different sizes. There's, you know, young kids and tall people and medium sized people. And so that light cycle had to be cool. It had to be exciting. It had to be innovative and look like what you remember from Tron, but at the same time have the adjustability for being able to, you know, hold lots of different guests. Cause obviously once we put something out there, everybody wants to ride it. So that was an exciting process, a long process of development and research to figure out how to do that. And I just remember that first night that I wrote it and that thing took off uh, with no vehicle around me and I'm just holding onto the handlebars. That was one of the great exciting moments of my life. Hmm. Wow. Well, I've got to say, I'm a huge fan of Pixar and a huge fan of food. So I am particularly excited for Remy's Ratatouille adventure. (laughs) What can you tell us about that? That's another really exciting experience. And I think it is a tremendous innovator in the melding of the physical world and the virtual world. You ride through and you almost can't tell, you really can't tell what's real and what's not because the scenic elements that are physical that you're riding through, which we're kind of familiar with because we ride a lot of rides, meld perfectly into these incredible action scenes that are created virtually. And so you really have to be on the ball because you can't tell, you know, am I falling? Am I going into the oven? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, just, it's great. You know, when you go through the cooking area, the, the heat hits you, it just really attacks all the senses. What a great character and what a great movie to do that with. Wow. The other thing about the context, of course, of Walt Disney World is we added it to the France Pavilion at World Showcase. So not only is it a great new ride for Epcot World Showcase, but it's almost a complete expansion, turning the France Pavilion into a land in itself. So it's really going to have a transformative effect on Epcot. Wow, very cool. Well, you were part of the team that added Muppet Vision 3D to Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's still one of my absolute favorite attractions. The pre-show area has so many more jokes and gags than I realize. And every time I go, I'm like, oh, there's another one. (laughs) And now we have the Regal Eagle Smokehouse at Epcot, which is themed to Sam Eagle and the Muppets just returned to Magic Kingdom for a holiday show in Liberty Square. So with so much incredible expansion for Star Wars and Marvel, how do you see the Muppets fitting in with our other beloved franchises? Well, I love the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. I grew up watching the television show. And what a incredible experience it was to be able to actually truly work with Jim Henson during those Mm -hmm. early Muppet years and to see him and his sense of humor and his artistry and his directing, to see all those things in the course of producing Muppets 3D. So that's one of those experiences I, you know, will take with me a long time. And I just remember sitting around in New York when we read that script for the first time with all the characters there, it just wow. you know, almost brought me to tears to just say I'm here with them, you know, but I'm so excited that the Muppets are receiving so much energy right now through Disney plus online. And many of the D23 folks may not realize that Muppets are now part of the Imagineering Disney parks, live entertainment group. So we're, involved every day with the Muppets and our live entertainment group is managing all the new Muppets projects. They're actually producing 
new television elements. So Muppets are really integrated into Imagineering and our live entertainment group. And it gives us an opportunity to do things that not only break the mold in terms of the Muppets themselves, but how we can cross utilize them across our entire parks business also. Hmm. Very cool. Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman Josh Damaro recently spoke about diversity as being a critical element of the company. Can you talk about how you're bringing that to life at Imagineering? Our projects are where they are in the world. They're in Japan, they're in China, they're in in Europe, they're in the United States. And we have always, by necessity, wanted our teams to reflect the audiences that visit our parks. And it's really important to us to have talent and creativity coming from a wide range of sources and people. That's been a, a priority for us. Uh, when I started in, uh, in China, it was incredibly important for me to have an integrated team of new Chinese Disney artists and writers and architects intermixed with our teams that had more experience with Disney out of Glendale to be really in a position to say this is a park that is authentically Disney and distinctly Chinese, which was the goal we set out for ourselves. That said, I think we have a lot more work to do in the diversification of all the industries within the park business, within TEA, to bring more diverse voices into our attractions, our scripts, our design thinking. And so all of us need to do even more than we have in the past and introduce more people to this business. And part of it is, frankly, new folks coming in, internships, getting a more diverse talents in from universities around, both around the country and around the world. But a great deal of it is just giving opportunities to more people in the industry and letting those leadership roles be played by more diverse talent. So we're really focused on that. That's one of the areas that we're all focused strongly on. And one of the areas that we hope to um, make tremendous progress on, of course, as the parks reopen and our projects get moving again. Hmm. Well, and one of our friends of the podcast, Sharita Carter, um, is leading the Princess and the Frog reimagining of Splash Mountain. And Josh just announced that that is going to be a fast-tracked project. I don't know if that's anything you can add a little bit more color to for us. Well, we're excited about the work that Sharita and the team, Carmen Smith, a number of Ted Robledo, I guess you spoke with, excited about the team that is looking at that. And we're very excited about the idea of bringing Tiana to Disneyland in a big way. Tiana is amazingly popular in terms of live entertainment. This is going to bring her story into great focus in the parks in a perfect place at Disneyland, New Orleans Square course, where her film and story of her life take place. And it just turns out that it's tremendously advantageous to work within the original envelope of Splash and do this update, this reinvention. You know, some people ask, you know, should all attractions stay the same forever? And we, you know, I certainly respect everything Walt did and respect everything that we've done over the years. But we also love to reinvent things. And I just think about the conversion of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at DCA to Guardians of the Galaxy and Mission Breakout. And what a huge thing that was for guests to experience that basically the same ride in a completely different way. So 
we like to preserve where we are. We, we also like to reach forward. I remember the last D23 that Marty Sklar spoke at, and nobody knows better than Marty, of course. He spoke about the fact that Walt didn't want Disneyland to be a museum. He wanted things to move forward. He wanted things to adapt with the times. So in this case, we're incredibly excited to be able to have this opportunity with bringing Tiana and reimagining that ride. Well, I cannot wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as you know, Bob, we usually ask our guests about their favorite Disney memory, but since you already told us about your experience walking Roy E. Disney through Disney's Hollywood Studios, we're not going to make you pick another one, but we will ask you, what's some of the coolest things you've recently seen at Walt Disney Imagineering that we don't know that you can tell us about? Well, there, I'll, fact, I'll, just, I'll just say, tell us things that you can't even, you're not even supposed to tell us. Just spill. It's just, yes. just a few tell friends here. Tell me more about the R&D lab. I'm sure there's some great secrets in <laughs> okay, there. Okay, I'll tell you some deep, some deep secrets. The first thing I'll say is that, you know, most people have not seen Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad yet because we kind of went under lockdown very soon after they opened. So we as Imagineers are so glad to have those projects open again and have people be able to see them. One of the most exciting things that I've seen in my whole career, I guess, was what we call Stuntronics, where you have literally an audio animatronic figure with its own brain, its own, you know, calculations, be able to fly through the air untethered by any means. And the idea that our guests are going to be able to see that live several times a day as part of our new land devoted to Marvel, I think that's going to be a blowaway success. And I'm, that's something that I got to see every step of the R&D process. It's just stunning to see it out there when we're out there at night <laughs> testing programming to see it work. And you just go, I can't believe that. You know, that, that's the kind of thing that, that we love to do. The cruise ships that we're building, we're building three cruise ships in Germany right now. They're the most innovative, the most groundbreaking cruise ships that'll be in the business. And to see how our team has literally done this all during COVID. They've done it. They've worked internationally. They've communicated by iPad and Zoom. And yet we're still building the most innovative, incredible ships ever done. So I'm just so proud that our team can figure out how to do things different in a new kind of world. And then we have three amazing rides. I just have to call them all amazing because they are completely new rides as part of the Fantasy Springs project, which is the largest development that Tokyo has seen since way back when we did uh, Tokyo Disney Seas. They're all innovative. They're all new. The new ride systems, new kinds of visualization, storytelling, artistry. When I go to work, I have usually a couple meetings that are administrative, that I kind of get myself through. And then most of the rest of my day is spent looking at great new projects and great new innovation. And so I, I couldn't be happier what I get to do every day. Hmm. That's amazing. So cool. I actually remember seeing video of this Suntronic test, I think from a couple of years ago, and it mm-hmm. is truly mind blowing. And the test is exciting, but to see it all in the context of this new amazing Marvel land that we're building and to see the interplay between what will be a live entertainment actor interwoven with the Centronics. Obviously, one of the things we strive for is we don't want you to stand there and think about the technology. 
We want you to just stand there and say, oh, my God, look, he just jumped across those two buildings, right? So we don't want you to think of him as a very sophisticated robot, which, of course, he is. We want you to think that's the most thrilling scene I've ever seen. And, and so a lot of work goes into making that work. Wow. I think one of the things that I love about the core Disney fans, the D23 members, is they are able to look at it both ways. They can love the storytelling. They love they love seeing Spider-Man and they also love knowing how it works. That's at least how it is for me. It doesn't ruin the magic for me to know how it works. In fact, in some ways it enhances it to be able to have that real great appreciation of it. Yeah, when I th- when I think of D23 folks, I think of them as being inside the family. I think they're the most knowledgeable. They're the most appreciative. They have the highest expectations, that's for sure. And so we take that very seriously. But I think of them as being such insiders that they deserve to know as much about how things really work because we know that they're still wrapped up in the magic too. So that's what's great about what you guys do with D23. Oh, well, it's what's great about you, what you do at Walt Disney Imagineering for all of us. So, so thank you. And thank you, Bob, for being here again and joining us. This was amazing. Congratulations again on the award. Yeah, congrats. Well-deserved. Thank you. And of course, it's, you know, these things are shared by so many, so many people. And in my case, so many people over more decades than I'm going to tell you, but (laughs) many more to come. And I look forward to speaking to you all in person someday soon, I hope. Yes. Yes. I swear we exist in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love talking to Bob and I've actually been sort of looking around for some of the things he's been talking about. Tomorrow we head to Epcot, so I can't wait to uh, poke my nose around, look at the Ratatouille progress and all of that. Guys, it's Thanksgiving weekend, and I just want to say, you know, you guys know that I, I mean, we've all had a 2020. My, My summer was particularly rough, and I'm very, very grateful and thankful that you guys were there and uh, really Mm. helped prop me up. So I really appreciate that, and thank you. Oh, that's course. so sweet. We are truly a family. I feel like each of you, along with our editor and our producer, we are a family and we're here for each other. So yeah, I'm grateful yeah. for you all this Thanksgiving. So yeah, so thankful. I wish we were together eating turkey, but that's okay. We have the podcast. Aww. We do, we do. Oh, <laughs> and thanks to everyone for listening every week to D23 Inside Disney. You guys mean so much to us. You're the reason we get to do this and we can all share in the magic of Disney together. So thank you and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And thanks to everyone who hits us up on social too, because it's nice to know that we're not just broadcasting a podcast out into the ether that only our parents are listening to. <laughs> <laughs> no um, offense, mom. <laughs> exactly. So, so true. Well, of course, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And like Jeffrey mentioned, if you want to chat with us, use the hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and full tummies and a fantastic guest (laughs) on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.